Hello, a fascinating guest today. It is a Paralympic powerlifting silver medal winner and someone who's very happy to see the newspaper headlines today saying that the clinically extremely vulnerable will be vaccinated against COVID shortly. It is Ali Jawad. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good news to, to start Monday. I'm looking forward to well, potentially getting that vaccine soon. <laughs> so welcome to Destination Tokyo. It's a 10-minute daily podcast featuring the stories of Olympians and Paralympians hoping to be in Japan this summer. I'm Mark Shardlow, and I'm raising money for Maggie's Cancer Centres using these podcasts. More about that later. And today's guest is Ali Jawad, who more than most has reason to look forward to the COVID jab. With how intense my Crohn's disease is and um, being considered very vulnerable, if I get COVID, it, it's just uh, almost unspeakable, I think. So I've had to really isolate myself for the last year or so, um, trying to make sure that I, I don't catch it and, and make sure that I'm still training well for, for Tokyo. Can we just go back then? Let's let's just go back to, to your story for people who've not come across you, Ali. Just tell yeah. us uh, about yourself and, you know, what's defining you. So, yes, I'm a, a Paralympic powerlifter. Um, I've been quite lucky to compete at three Paralympic Games, um, winning silver in Rio. I'm also, I've also got Crohn's disease, which I got diagnosed in 2009 after I got sick in Beijing. Yeah, I've been fighting it ever, ever since and it's thrown um, loads of curveballs curve at me uh, every single Paralympic cycle. And, and this cycle has been obviously the most intense and challenging in terms of uh, how bad my Crohn's is. And, and I think this could potentially be my last one, potentially. Uh, depends if... Uh, if I even make the games, because at the moment it's very touch and go whether or not I actually uh, make the games and qualify. Potentially your last one because of your health issues or because you've had enough? No, health health wise, uh, you know, my, my body just um, it's not what it was in Rio. Um, people always remember me as the Ali Jowd of old, and unfortunately, the last five years I'm I've been nowhere near the standard that's uh, kind of you know that's going to be competitive. Um, I'm literally hanging on for dear life just to make the game. So. Um, you know, I think we'll see what happens in Tokyo, obviously. I'll decide after that. But at the moment, just getting there will be a massive achievement after what my body's been through the last uh, four years. You've been incredible and through lockdown as well. I mean, you've had a lot of time really, really self-isolating, haven't you? Yeah, I think I think people need to um, kind of realise that I've, I've actually been isolating for, well, indirectly isolating for the last three years. Um, when I got my, how bad my Crohn's was, three years ago and I took the route that I took, I knew that I had to kind of indirectly isolate myself with like over long periods because uh, I can get quite sick quite easily. Um, so actually I've had the tools and resources to actually, you know, be used to isolation. So this for me is not really that unnormal. It's just training at home is a little bit weird compared to being in the gym, obviously. I mean, you're still doing it now most of the time, aren't you? Um, uh, because, you, you know, as you said, you, you're limiting contact really. Yeah, so I think we worked out that last year I was only in the gym, in the gym environment for 16 weeks of the year and the rest were at home because of COVID. So we're quite lucky that we turned my living room into a gym and I've, I've been lucky enough to have the extra time to focus on getting healthy as I can and, and, and hopefully getting my physical attributes back that I had pre-Rio. I probably won't get to that level, but I'm, I'm hoping to get at least pretty close to it so it gives myself a chance this year when you laser in then at both like getting yourself healthy and achieving your aim of getting to tokyo what sacrifices have you had to make on a personal level you know do you see people have you seen your parents or anything like that no so um when lockdown when the first lockdown happened my parents wanted me to go home 
Uh, and I said, look, there's no way I can go home because I can't train at home. And um, I've got the best resources here that I could need to, to try and at least pull this off if the games will go ahead eventually. You're in Loughborough and they're, they're in London, are they? They're in London, yeah. I, you know, I had no choice but to completely isolate myself from everybody. So I've, I've not actually not seen anyone. So when I speak to my parents, it'll be like a, a new experience, I guess, for them. <laughs> Gosh, how long since you've seen them? Uh, so I was allowed back in like June, July. When the first lockdown was lifted? I was, I was allowed back then because uh, I've had to get, I've always had to get medical uh, permission to, to go. And that, even then I had to stay at home um, when I went to London. So I just, the weekend, it was literally like drive from Loughborough, drive home, stay at home all weekend and drive back to Loughborough, don't go out just in case. Um, and I had to t- ask my parents not to have any, well, to, to not see anybody for, t- for, for two weeks leading up to it. Have you mentally coped with all this, Ali? Oh, for, for me, it's um, well, for me it's nothing. I've, I've dealt with a lot more. My, you know, my life's on the line. So uh, when your life's on the line and you've experienced the worst potential outcomes that can possibly come at you, uh, this is quite easy for me um, because you have to adapt to everything thrown at you. And I think for me, it's just another hurdle that I have to adapt to to get to, to the goal this year and you know, hopefully get on the platform and um, you know, do the best I can. I, you know, as I said, like it would be unrealistic to you know think about medals or anything like that, but. If I get on the platform, at least I'm there um, to give myself the best chance I can. And is all this then built into your personality? Because you were born in the Lebanon, you had a very difficult start to life there as well, and lots of changes. Do you think that that sort of made you? Well, I guess, yeah, I guess um, my adversity started since I was born. But I guess the, the, the big thing that I've learned over in life is, I guess, if you've got dreams big enough there's going to be an element of risk and unpredictable. So you need to be able to adapt to whatever comes at you. And there's no time to feel sorry for yourself and, you know, be upset and sad about things because you can't control it. Um, all you can do is control how you react to something and your perception of the obstacle. So for me, I just kind of, yeah, drive through the obstacles and uh, see how I get to. So where are you at now then, Ali? What, what, what are you pressing? You, your sport is essentially a, a bench press. If I compete in ten weeks in Manchester, if that, if that, you know, um, if I get there, I'm going to need to be when in the Tokyo rankings. I need to be in the top eight to to go automatically. So at the moment, that's around about 160 kilo, maybe 162 kilo. But my ranking at the moment is not safe because um, I sit in seventh, and my rivals have actually had a pretty good lockdown. So uh, people behind me are, are are pretty strong. So. I need to bring my best shape that I've brought since uh, since Rio uh, to Manchester because um, I've not been I've I've not been to that sort of level uh, the last five years. So it's going to be very touch and go what happens in Manchester in terms of uh, what I left. When were you last in competition? Well, competitively, the top top level, I think at the world level, probably Rio. Wow. At world level, yeah, I've not competed at world level since since Rio. Um, ever since ever ever since then, it's been either European, Commonwealth, or World Cup events, but. Um, you know, they're not not that sort of standard, uh, obviously, because obviously the Paralympic Games is the big one. So, yeah, it's been it's been five years since I've competed at world class level. And should Manchester go ahead, is that your one and only opportunity, or will there be later opportunities? The last competitions in Dubai in June, but obviously me being the high risk, um, vulnerable category, um, I'd rather not fly. So Manchester for me, I need to be able to bring my best there so I can at least be confident that I've been I'm high in the ranking so I'm not going to be overtaken if I don't go to Dubai um but you know knowing me and knowing my story might go down to the wire and have to go to Dubai so um I'm expecting it 
You do things the hard way, don't you? Well, unfortunately, that's what life wants from me. He wants me to do things the hard way. But you know what? I, I don't mind that. At least I can look back and go, you know what? I've, I've absorbed everything and I've, I've gotten through it, hopefully. I guess it makes those medals taste even sweeter. Oh, yeah. Um, I try not to bite them because it hurts, but yeah, they do. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, next time I'd love to get into the anti-doping work you're doing. because there's the, yeah, That's sure. a really fascinating issue too. But for now... Uh, I guess you're just counting the days for that vaccination, which will give you a little bit of a release. Yeah, um, hopefully I'll get the, uh, the, the letter soon. Ali, thank you very much. No, thank you. Pleasure. And that's it for today. We'll be back with Ali in a couple of weeks or so. Uh, Destination Tokyo is a short daily podcast and I'm raising money for Maggie's Cancer Centres. If you'd like to donate, even the price of a cup of coffee, a couple of pounds, then please visit justgiving.co.uk and search for Destination Tokyo. I'll be back tomorrow with a double Paralympic gold medal winner who's warm weather training in South Africa. So until then, bye bye.